You're listening to What She Said, a podcast for bloggers and creatives hosted by me, Lucy Sharif, a freelance journalist living in London. Each week, I interview different women in blogging and the online world, getting their best blogging tips and advice, and a little bit of gossip too. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode 18 of the What She Said podcast. Um, thank you for being part of the What She Said podcast community. Um, I'm amazed every week when I get stacks of DMs and tweets and um, emails and whatever on a Monday morning or Monday afternoon or throughout the week whenever you guys listen to it about how you've enjoyed the podcast and um, how you've learned stuff or how <laughs> you've enjoyed listening to it on your walk or I love it and I can never get enough of it. It's a massive, obviously, ego boost, but also it's just, it's really nice to know that um, what I'm putting out there in the world and something that I'm really, really proud of is resonating with all of you. Anyway, onto this episode, because we haven't got too many to go before the end of season one. Um, and then I'm going to take a little break and I'll be back up and running in January I think there isn't a date for it yet but I'll obviously let all of you know and the best thing for you to do make sure you're in the loop is either um, check in with my blog uh, sign up to my newsletter or um, just subscribe to this podcast and because as soon as there's a new episode it will come straight to you okay that aside episode 18 so in this episode, I chat to the amazing Rihanna Bow, Rihanna Olivia. Um, she She's awesome. She's so, so cool. And actually, this episode came about because um, she answered a tweet that somebody, <laughs> where somebody had said, what podcast would you love to be a guest on? And she said, mine. Um, and somebody else's as well. Um, but anyway, I got back and was like, do it. Let's, let's do this. So we got on Skype and had a chat and it was awesome. So um, Rihanna is an award-winning lifestyle blogger and she has one of the most beautiful Instagram feeds. It's so gorgeous. Um, And when I chatted to her, she just so impressed me. She just smashes blogging, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And she does that on the side. It's just her side hustle. And she holds down a full-time job. It's crazy. Um, She's also really, really generous with her knowledge, um, which I think... There's not enough of that in the blogging community. But anyway, she does. So she's got some amazing tips. Oh, God, I can't even speak. She's got some amazing tips for Instagram. Um, We also chatted about her blogging journey, of course. Her recent brand redesign from Robocop to Rihanna Olivia. And we had a really good, super useful chat about how Google Analytics can help you and your blog. It will completely demystify it. So I really hope you enjoy it. Hi, are you Hello. right? How are you? Thank you. Good, good. Thank you so much for agreeing to be part of the podcast. Oh my god, thank you so much for offering. This is really <laughs> exciting. I love this podcast. <laughs> You've been such a cheerleader. It's awesome. It's really, really nice to have people that listen to the podcast on the podcast because it just yeah. makes it a bit more, I don't know, special. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I agree actually. It's a it's nice to sort of know what I'm getting into as well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, exactly. So you listen to it, so you know what's coming. So for anybody that doesn't know who you are, 
you want to introduce yourself and just let us know about your blogging journey so far? Yeah, so I'm Rihanna. I'm 24 from Leeds, up north. Um, <laughs> as, you, as you can probably if you tell. tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been blogging for about, I think it's about three and a half years now. So um, it's a lifestyle blog, so I cover pretty much everything. And I'm a big Instagram fanatic. And I'm about to re-kickstart my YouTube as well, which is very exciting. That is exciting. Um, yeah. So um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was around your big rebrand. Because when I first started, oh, when I... I yeah, I suppose when you first came to into my ether, I think it was on Twitter, you had an amazing blog post on Instagram, oh. and uh, it was going wild, and you were sort of live tweeting about it, I remember, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? So I had a look at it, and it was fantastic, but you were called something completely different. Yeah, I was originally um, Robocop. Mm -hmm. It was um, a play on my surname, because my surname's Bo, but it's spelled B-O-W-E, yeah. um, and my first two initials are R-O. So it was Robocop, which I loved. It was really unique and it was me and I really liked it. But I just kind of outgrew it and I was yeah. so sick of having to explain it to everyone who asked. Everyone who asked, I'd be like, well, it's this and it's yeah. this. And it so I just got really sick of it. So I figured going down the actual name route was yeah. just the safest way to avoid that. In the <laughs> was it a nightmare rebranding? Actually, I thought it would be, but it was actually really easy. Mm -hmm. um, I am an ex-design student, so I did all the branding and stuff myself. Um, that makes and a I lot got, of sense. <laughs> yeah, and I got Phil from Pitdig to do the migration oh, for me. And oh, nice. Like, he barely charged anything, and it just meant... Because I'm, I'm fairly technical. I can do the basics, but mm -hmm. when it comes to that sort of thing, I was like, I just know I'm going to screw something up. So I was like, I'll get someone to do it for me, and that way I know that it's all right it's not yeah. my fault if it goes wrong so it was I, actually a lot easier than, than i thought it would be so Pipdig are um web designers aren't they yeah they do blogger themes but then he also does um migrations over to different domains or if you move in from blogger to wordpress or that sort of thing he kind of helps out with with everything so wow. really happy to him on board pop the link in the show notes so are you on wordpress or are you on blogger I'm on WordPress. I'm mm -hmm. self-hosted. Yeah. Um, I'm a real research nerd. Mm -hmm. So when I first started blogging, um, I didn't really go into it completely blind. Yeah. I did a lot of research before I sort of properly started. Um, and it, I was only blogging about a month or two before I decided to take the jump to self-hosted. Oh, wow. um, so I've been I've been self-hosted now for about three years. Yeah. So well, yeah, the beginning basically. <laughs> yeah. So when you first started. Um... Because blogging isn't your full-time gig, is it? No, unfortunately not. I have a full <laughs> blogging is my side hustle. <laughs> but would you want blogging to be your full-time gig? That is the aim. Oh, um, okay. I'm hoping within the next sort of year or two I'll be able to make that jump. But um, I was actually made redundant just before Christmas this year. So yeah. that meant that I spent six months mm -hmm. going into my savings and into my overdraft. Yeah. So it was a bit of a, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need so it set you back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so that's an issue. But... You know. Onwards and upwards, you can do it. You can definitely do it. I, I've done it. Lots of people have done it, so you can definitely do it. Um, so when you first started, was that the ultimate goal then as well? Um, Absolutely not. Like, 
when I first to say I did do so much research, it was more on the technical side. Like I had no idea that you could really do stuff like that when I started. Yeah. <laughs> no idea that you'd get like free meals out and like yeah. little freebies and actually have then the aim to for it to be my full time job. Like I was completely oblivious that that was even a thing. Um, so that was kind of exciting when I started deciding like, oh, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can. <laughs> um, so when it started out was it a bit of a way to document your life a bit of a passion project something to do on the on the side of your job that felt creative yeah it was um at the time I started I was actually on a work placement um with uni so I did a sandwich course at uni it's mm. my design degree yeah. oh I can hear your baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cute <laughs> sandwich course uh, product design degree so basically meant I did four years at uni and my third year was out in a work placement right um, God. so you're I forget how young you are yeah I'm 24 <laughs> oh my god I'm, I'm 10 years older than you <laughs> I was actually recording the other day for um Sam Sparrows oh, yes <laughs> and she was the whole time she'd literally just interrupt me every question go oh, for god's sake I'm 10 years older than you <laughs> very funny <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. what happens when you hit th- like when you go past 30 you just love comparing your age to anyone younger than you <laughs> I, I always forget I have no concept of age because my friendship group ranges from like people who are 19 20 to people who are like 35 to 40 so I just oh, have wow. like, no concept of anyone's age anymore <laughs> I'm just like not my friend that's great <laughs> I feel like that will be different when I am like approaching 40 myself yeah and your friends are 60 yeah (laughs) Yeah, that will probably be different but uh what was I saying oh the blog yeah yes I was on a workplace then um Mm -hmm. and it was a big shock to the system from being at uni because obviously when you're at uni you have like loads of work to do all the time it's not like a traditional nine to five Mm -hmm. like you've got 24 hours work schedule really um so when I was doing a traditional nine-to-five I was coming home and I didn't really have anything to do and I like to keep busy I'm I'm a real busybody so um I actually started a um a tumblr oh goodness like like 16 like years ago um and from that I I sort of started blogging on that rather Mm. than using it for what I originally used it for which was just like reblogging funny things yeah (laughs) And from that, I then decided I read blogs all the time. Like, why don't I just start one? And why not do a proper one? Uh, oh, so, bless you, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I just kind of, it, it was a natural migration for me. Um, it was it was a weird one, though, because I've never considered myself a writer at all. Like, at all. I've always been more of a sort of arty, creative yeah. person. Um, so it was, it was a real... I don't think I'm going to be doing this for very long. Really? <laughs> That's so about, funny. Yeah, after about three months when I decided to go self-hosted, it was a matter of, oh my God, I love this. I want to do this forever. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a real fast sort of turnaround. I of, love it. I love that. Yeah, it was It was not what I expected at all in, in a really good way. Yeah, I love that. It's amazing. Because you're... You, in terms of photography actually that takes us pretty nicely onto um photography you're, you're an amazing photographer and and your instagram is beautiful it's I so dreamy try. too hard <laughs> <laughs> no never never and you you uh blogged about you documented you've had a really 
fast growth, I would say, um, especially, I mean, post-algorithm. And you've grown your Instagram. Was it post-algorithm? It was, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was kind of half and half. It was yeah. like mid that change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so you kind of straddled that algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably, yeah, I imagine you're feeling the... Um, the algorithm hell at the moment right. but your your instagram is stunning and you still have really good engagement what are your and you're a bit of an instagram expert i would Thank say you. Um, <laughs> uh, oh that is literally the cutest thing i've ever heard i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> she's just staring at the microphone um, she's completely transfixed Oh, and she can't hear you at all because I've got headphones in. So she's just staring at it, just making noise. Bless her little heart. You little That's special. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. Instagram, yes. So yeah, you've been really generous with your with sharing how you how you did so well on Instagram. What are your biggest and best tips for um, using Instagram for somebody who's like, okay. Um, I really want to get into it. I've just started blogging. Instagram is the thing I want to get better at. What would you say? For me, Instagram's a really weird place at the moment, um, especially with the whole algorithm change. Like I've gone, I grew about 8,000 followers in about 12 months. Mm. And then from that, it's taken me like another six to eight months to gain another 2,000. So yeah. it's, it's just the weirdest place. But from what, like I said earlier, I'm a real research nerd. So when it comes to stuff like this, I really like to know why things are happening and know and know why and how you can fix it and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I can gather, it's it's going to be difficult, whatever you do, to grow on Instagram at the moment. It's just it's it's going to be quite well, a lot harder than it was this time last year, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's always a matter of consistency. Um, post at the at the same times each day, not like post at 11 minutes past seven every single day but around the same time yeah because your followers will know that you're there and you'll get used to when people are sort of looking at your photos and engaging with your photos that sort of comes naturally the more you do it um especially with the help of a lot of analytical apps and stuff but consistency is definitely key with when you post and what you post and the quality of what you post yeah I think one my main tip is to just it's to post good things. If you don't like a photo, don't post it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you don't like it, your followers probably aren't gonna like it. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I learn is to up the quality. If I don't have a good enough photo, I just don't post for a couple of days. Yeah. And it, it doesn't affect I might lose two, three followers, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah. I would rather wait a couple of days to have something that I really, really love to post than post for the sake of it so I find that's quite important and other than that like I say it's it's literally just consistency you just gotta you gotta slog at it (laughs) (laughs) and I think if I've learned anything from um other people that I've spoken to on the podcast and just um just my knowledge of Instagram etc is that if if you want to grow on Instagram that's absolutely fine but know that you're gonna have to put in a lot of time you can't absolutely it's not like other social media where you can maybe you know you can out not outsource it but you can use a social media sketching tool you can't do that with instagram and i think that's why the people that succeed on instagram are the ones that actually just 
bloody love it. <laughs> it and you've got to love it, especially mm-hmm. now with it being so difficult, because there's no point in trying really hard if you don't like it, because oh, it's just totally. going to cause you misery. Totally. <laughs> you're just going to hate it even more. And I um, think also with Instagram, I mean, I don't know, you've got, you've probably got the swipe up function, but I don't know how. I don't actually. Yeah. Don't you? No, it's for, um, I think it's for over 10k and I am, at about 9.8 at the moment oh and i God. swear to god i have been between 9 and 10k for about 10,000 years and that's oh what it feels my like god but that i'm dying and it's just and i'm really <laughs> not a person that's bothered yeah. by numbers at all but god i'm dying to hit 10k <laughs> after that i don't care but i've well, been that's like, thing, trying to get there for so long <laughs> <laughs> it's like ever it's like reaching the top of everest or something it's so close but so far but you, you know you've touched on something that i was going to say you know the numbers on instagram do not matter more than any other social media platform apart from pinterest which obviously isn't social media <laughs> you agree don't you um it really it does not matter because there is no way but there's one place you can put a link where people can click through and instagram makes it super hard they don't want you to leave instagram so why bother if if you want the numbers for traffic then you're not going to get it if you just want it for your ego then fine (laughs) but know that that's the reason why you want it yeah exactly exactly it's kind of my views on it (laughs) i I totally agree and i'm at the point now where like i say i really don't care about numbers but because i'm so close to 10k i'm like i just want to hit that and then i'll be happy then whatever because i've definitely noticed a shift in instagram as well especially with um brand campaigns and um collaborations and that sort of thing in the they're going to work with people a lot more now for their engagement than their followers and i'm fully convinced it's after this whole people are buying their followers outrage um but it's definitely definitely sort of the start of a shift i think so i think it's especially now time to really not care too much about your followers and care more about keeping the audience that you have and keeping them engaged and that sort of thing and i think i don't know if you would agree with this but i would say the best way to keep your audience engaged i always find is be super honest with your captions yep um be be authentic and i know the word authentic is totally overused but when you're commenting on other people don't just leave an emoji (laughs) absolutely comment if you don't like their photo but you just want that you know a reward from them just comment on stuff you like and the more you can do that the the more you'll reap the rewards but again you're only going to be able to do that if you genuinely love instagram like i love it i'm addicted to instagram so for me getting good engagement is pretty easy yeah you know i i I, there are people that i check in with daily and they check back in with me and i absolutely adore your instagram it is (laughs) by far one of my favorites the photos you post are just completely my aesthetic (laughs) the whole like beauty with flowers and i just oh i love it (laughs) (laughs) do you know funnily enough when you um you did a follow friday and featured me i got like 300 extra followers you joking? Mm, I got loads. That's amazing. I mean, some dropped off a couple of weeks later, but that was by far because I, I looked at my, um, I just was getting loads of followers, and they they kept coming over the next twenty four hours. I guess it was incredible. I was so chuffed. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's because as well. That's why I like to do follow Fridays and Instagram stories because on Twitter and that you can do as many. You should follow this person on Instagram as you want, but. Mm. 
in, people on Instagram are going to want to follow other people on Instagram. Yes. So when they can see this beautiful feed all in one go with just an easy click through link, it's yeah. just it's the best way to do it by far. I would I completely agree. Everybody should do more Follow Fridays. They're the nicest yeah. thing to do. I'm trying to make the effort to do more at the moment, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me find more people that I like as well, though. Well, that's it. And the more that we can all do that, the kind of smaller our community gets, and the more we end up finding our own tribe. That's what I've found. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Spread the love, guys. So moving on from Instagram, <laughs> although I, I don't think either of us want to. We're both clearly addicted. <laughs> I could talk about Instagram all day. <laughs> what have been your the biggest kind of growth game changes in your blog? In my blog, I, I, I always go through phases. <laughs> it's really bad. I always find I get the most growth in autumn, winter, partly because... I never leave the house, so I have loads <laughs> of time to dedicate to actually working on my blog. Um, and the rest of it is all like you've got to you've got to know what your audience like, and I feel like I've tapped into that now. Yeah. And um, how how have you tapped into it? I've I'm a I'm a big Google Analytics nerd, so I like to know what's popular and know what people are enjoying, know what people aren't enjoying, that sort of thing. Um, and I tend to make mental notes of posts that do particularly well. Yeah. Um, and over the last sort of three years, I've I've I haven't really narrowed my niche as such because I technically really post about more than I did three years ago. But I've definitely managed to sort of grasp the few niches that my audience like, which tends to be for me, um, sort of lifestyle, personally type posts about my life, um, blogging posts. So, for example, the Instagram post that you were talking about earlier, that sort of advice thing and um travel content so those three like always the three that do the best yeah so rather than plowing people with that all the time i tend to space it out over the month and and keep it fresh and because otherwise i'll have a week of posting really good content and having really great stats and then three weeks of nothing yeah but talking going back to google analytics because Mm -hmm. i think the audience will probably really like that i think Google Analytics seems to scare quite a lot of people. Um, whenever I talk to newer bloggers about it, and they're like, oh, God, I don't know what it is. How do I use it? And actually, it's super simple. It's incredibly powerful. You can get very, very detailed. Um, and you can really go into the nitty-gritty of it. But you really don't have to. How, When you're talking about how you're a bit of a geek and you love looking on Google Analytics at different themes and looking at what's trending what what exactly do you do well for a start i'm going to totally plug a post here but about a year and a half ago i did a blog post that was like google analytics for beginners and i'm still proud of that post it's got loads of screenshots in it i sometimes i have to look back at it to remind myself what something (laughs) is Um, and i don't i'm not a massive i'm not an expert by by any stretch of the imagination um but I, I like to sort of go through it <laughs> and figure it out. And, and I do that with everything, though. I kind of and I go, right, this is here, this is here. So with Google Analytics, I find the best things are um, just the normal homepage, especially since they've redesigned it. It's, it's really handy. You've got everything in one place now. Um, and then your user demographics and your post demographics. So my three 
top things on Google Analytics. The first one is the homepage, which they have recently redesigned, mm-hmm. and I just think it's great because you've kind of got everything all in one place for a quick glance. It's nothing too detailed. It's just like you instant sort of stats, bounce rate, page views, that sort of thing. And it's it's quite handy to just look at that and know straight away over the past seven days or 28 days or whatever. Yeah. Um, secondly, I really like to know my user demographics. I always find that quite interesting to see what countries people are in and like how old they are. Yeah. Um, age range is never really a surprise for me. It's usually people from like 20 to 35, which is pretty standard for yeah. the type of blog that I run. Um, but my absolute favorite is looking at um, post popularity mm-hmm. and what I like to do is sort of go back right 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 to the start of my blog to now in the um, uh, what's the word the date the date range <laughs> oh yeah 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 you can um, like drill down into... yeah you can do a custom date range so you can do it from standard like seven days month 30 days 90 days whatever or you can do it custom so i like to do it custom and go right back to the start of my blog to now and see what person was popular um and i was i found it quite interesting so i did it for the first time in ages the other day and it just showed me how important um google organic search is for my blog especially because i would have thought that that instagram post would have been my most popular due to the sort of reaction it got off social media yeah but in actual fact, it's I did I did. Have you ever heard of the Joe Wicks ninety day yes. SS plan? Yeah. <laughs> Hell on earth, don't do it. I <laughs> attempted it for a month last year, and I did a post after the first month saying this is how I found the first cycle, and that post has like triple the views of the second uh, most popular post on my blog, and I think it's because it's literally called how I found cycle one of. <laughs> And so people are Googling it for yeah. reviews of the cycle and, and finding my post. And it's just, I would have never even, I forgot I wrote it. <laughs> it would never have even entered my head. So, so it's very interesting to see that sort of thing, I think. Yeah, it's really interesting. And and, it, and sometimes I find it really annoying because yeah, yeah. organic search is, is super important. But um, also creating shareable content is mm-hmm. it's just as important. But um I find that the things that people come to organically, like my most popular posts, are things that I don't necessarily want to be creating all the time. Yeah, I'm exactly <laughs> the same. Like I said, I totally forgot I even wrote that post, let alone it'd be my most popular one. <laughs> but it is interesting to look at it because it's it's super good to see. Because basically, all that means is that, like you've just like you've just said you immediately because you are you know you've got a good understanding of SEO you've immediately looked at it and gone that's done really well because of the because of the title mm-hmm. because it's super searchable um and it's probably key well if you yeah keywords front loading and all the rest of it yeah um, so that's the reason why it's done super well in google and it's good it's good to see that to analyze your own where you're going right with seo so that you can kind of replicate that if you can i absolutely agree it's very it's insightful and it's quite important i think to almost look back on your old content and see how it's done and sort of analyze why it's done well and and why it's maybe not done so well and that sort of thing yeah absolutely going back to your first google analytics tip which was about mm-hmm. the dashboard, which is super intuitive. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's really, really handy if you just want to check in. Um, and it's not it's not overwhelming because it's it, everything on your homepage is, um, or dashboard or whatever it's called, is um, it's in language that's easy to understand. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. I completely but, agree. So I have a bit of a bone of contention with um, the stats that people use. So when we talk about, and I might be getting this completely wrong, so there are a couple of stats that I check in with, and that is when you're talking about your page views, the terminology that Google Analytics uses for it is actually not page views, it's users. Is that correct? <laughs> Google Analytics has page views and unique page views. And if I'm honest with you, I don't know the difference between those two things. Yes, unique. <laughs> but what is confusing for people is a lot of brands are asking for unique users yeah. because that basically, you can get as many page views as you want, but the the way I, the way I like to look at it is the three sort of core statistics that you can get from Google Analytics are your users, your sessions, and your page views. So when it comes to users, that's what people refer to as unique users. It's just yeah. Google Analytics calls them users. Yes. It's the same thing. It's the that's, absolute same thing. That's what I meant. So when I yeah. get my uniques, it's my users. It's yeah. not my... Because pe people will refer to unique page views, and then they'll just look at the term page views on Google Analytics, yeah. which is exactly. much higher. <laughs> much so higher. So sometimes your page views using the Google terminology could be 20,000, but actually your unique users is 5,000. Absolutely that. And what a lot of people don't understand is the difference. So yeah. you can have, for example, if you had one person come on your blog and they visited two pages, that would be one user mm -hmm. and two page views. Yeah. If they then came back on your blog later in the day, that would be still one user, it would be two sessions, and it would be another couple of page views depending on how many pages they opened. Yeah. So it's it's once you kind of get the hang of that, it's really easy, but the, the key thing you need to be looking at is your unique users because that's how many individual people have been on your blog, whereas page views is just how many pages have been opened. So mm -hmm. it's really good to know, like it's really good to know, um, especially the um, sort of relationship between the two because it's showing that people are engaged and they're visiting more than one page at a time and they're staying on your blog so your bounce rate's good and that sort of thing but that's, users is really the key one that's the other thing i wanted to talk about actually because the other metrics that i focus on are the um pages per user because you can have a look at mm -hmm. that which you obviously want to be as high as possible the, yes. the amount of time people are staying on your site and the bounce rate which basically the bounce rate is exactly the same as the amount of people that are staying on your site is just flipped the other way around. Yes. So what what you don't want is to see a bounce rate of ninety percent because that means that people are literally jumping in and jumping out. Absolutely. Um, but a common misconception as well is that um, a really high bounce rate is bad. Like it is. Obviously, you want it as low as possible, but mm -hmm. it's really, really common for bloggers to have like seventy to eighty yeah. percent. That would be considered good. I was. Yeah, so... I was going to be. Yeah. I, I um, have a bounce rate of about 75% most mm -hmm. most months, which then, sounds massive, but it's fine because um, I look at the pages that people are visiting, how long they're yeah. staying on the site. You kind of have to look at everything together. Yeah, you absolutely do. But I really, really think that um, people need to understand Google Analytics, understand exactly what they mean. I also have a post on it. I'll put the link to both of both of our posts in the show notes um because when you're putting it on your media kit it's really important that you put the right figure oh it absolutely <laughs> is and it's so easy to get it wrong as yeah, well because it's really terminology easy. you 
got to know what they're talking about and if you don't know which is which then obviously it's really it's really difficult yeah. but there are so many person stuff online now it's it's really easy to get the hang of yeah. it took me a, a couple of hours one saturday afternoon to just scroll through the internet and be like oh that's where that is oh, that's where that is <laughs> so I think it took me about uh, a year to probably work out <laughs> that I was using all the wrong stats. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's easily done. My heart sank when I realised that I was looking at the wrong number. I was like, "Wow, okay." So my numbers are not as good as I thought they were. It's a really awful thing. <laughs> to be fair, I went through a really similar thing recently when um, we rebranded my blog. Um, the Google Analytics tracking code was actually on my blog twice and we didn't realise. Oh. So my bounce rate went down to like 1% and I was getting like <laughs> double the amount of page views and I was like, I really want this to be real, but something tells me it's not. So for a good few months, I'd had like double the page views and I thought because it was tracking everything twice and I was just like, oh my God, I thought that I'd just done really well and no, this is just not real. That is devastating. I, yeah. I attest to the fact that that is devastating. Um, you just mentioned, so if anybody doesn't understand, because the basically the podcast episode that went out, what, what day are we? Tuesday. Yesterday was the one with Beverly and then she talked a lot about SEO and people really loved it but people were getting quite scared. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to get scared by Google Analytics. So the tracking code that um, you're mentioning is, so it's really, it's actually really simple to get it into your blog. You don't have to understand code. There are stacks of plugins where you can literally just copy and paste. It's just a set of numbers and a couple of letters um so universal i think it's is it called universal analytics that's the type that you uh, want but you, something like it's something like that yeah and you can basically there are stacks of tutorials i'll find one and stick it in the show notes so um, i would scared. i would very much recommend um there's a blog on i can't remember what her blog is called but her twitter is um more about cat i more think cat, I, I love cat i'll i'll if it's wrong i will message you and i'll send you the right details but cat is like the google analytics genius like she has all of the tutorials on her blog she's fantastic and she's always up for like giving her a quick tweet and asking her for help she's just fantastic so (laughs) i will recommend her (laughs) she'll probably have an influx of people being like please help (laughs) (laughs) rihanna and lucy said that you were the person that will help me (laughs) (laughs) i will put all of that in the show notes so moving on to less geeky things <laughs> what are the favorite so you mentioned um when i asked you the question about your growth game changes you said autumn winter you have more time so do you just post a lot more regularly have you found that consistency consistently posting is is a boost for you massively it is the one key thing that always positively affects my statistics Mm -hmm. always without a shadow of a doubt um and it's it's as simple as if you have 20 posts in a month you're going to have more people visiting your blog Mm -hmm. than if you had two posts in a month because there's more content to read it's 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 a no-brainer really but because in summer i am a borderline i like to call it like a summer alcoholic <laughs> it sounds awful 
and it, it's really not that bad it's just I really like a good beer garden in summer <laughs> so I tend to go after work and go for a few drinks and then I get home and I'm like oh I don't really want to blog <laughs> but then I go weeks with my blog post and I'm just the worst this is why I can't take it full time yet because I'm a nightmare it's different though because when you are full time you have to do it because you'll have well, exactly. it. and you'll have exactly. the daytime to do it as well well that's very true but in autumn winter I don't tend to have many plans because I'm a real sort of home bird cozy up with a hot chocolate and a blanket and <laughs> that sort of thing so I tend to get a lot more content out um over the colder months so that is pretty much why I see a bit more growth then than I do in summer um for sure <laughs> so do you blog when you get home how do you do it because I a lot of people um so we had Sophie Cliff on a couple of weeks ago I love her she's amazing isn't she she's such a powerhouse as well she's in one she's in like my leads blogging crew and i just Ah, adore her (laughs) yeah she's genuinely as nice as she is uh, as nice as she seems she's one of those people that and she's and she's beautiful as well and you're like i'm definitely gonna hate her her. yeah but but you won't hate her you'll love her you'll want you'll want to be her best friend Um, (laughs) so yeah so she shared quite a few tips about how she does it because um, she manages to get a post out I think pretty much every day how do you do it oh I don't <laughs> <laughs> but in autumn winter when you when you yeah. do put posts out how do you do it do you do it at the weekends do you do it in the evenings I am not a morning person no matter how many times I try to be like Sophie and get up on a morning and do blog posts before I go to work the snooze button always gets hit and I just <laughs> I cannot do it I cannot drag myself out of bed so I always do it either after work or if I'm having a particularly slow day at work I'll write a post on my lunch break um which I don't always get a whole post finished I might only get half the copy written or I might only get a couple of photos edited or whatever but it's a big chunk of stuff done it's an hour's worth of work done that I don't have to do when I get home um but I can only really do that if I'm having a fairly slow day at work and can actually take my whole hour's lunch break um so normally it is an after work type of thing but I am very lucky in that my other half is also a blogger oh really I didn't know that yeah he is also a blogger so he completely understands and most nights especially when we're actually sort of on the blogging game and not being really lazy we're just kind of sat in bed just like tip tapping away on our uh, on our laptops which is good because it means that he completely understands and I don't feel like I'm ignoring him or anything like that so that is very very handy but it also means that on a weekend we go do things and we both blog about them (laughs) that's awesome and also you have an instagram husband you actually i do yeah he's a literal instagram husband he's fantastic yeah because you do have a lot of pictures of yourself in in instagram and i'm always i'm always like oh how does how does she get her other half i always presume that you're with a friend or whatever who's just particularly good photographer now i know just joe (laughs) (laughs) it's the best and to be fair i was i only really started like fashion blogging and fashion instagramming like less than a year ago um yeah I, i was never really particularly comfortable in front of the camera apart from with selfies um just a just a me thing really yeah uh and so when we first started doing it I was an absolute nightmare and god help him like I was I was hideous <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think anything and it was all his fault <laughs> just, but since I've sort of got into the groove of it he's going to the groove of it and he's like a little personal photographer it's, it's great I'm, I'm very grateful for his uh for his existence <laughs> <laughs> we'll also link to all of his handles as well in the show notes yeah. so you can check him out on Instagram stories, you 
very occasionally speak to camera mm-hmm. very occasionally I don't really seem to see you doing it very often and you mentioned that you don't really like selfies oh no you mentioned that you that was the only way that you would do pictures of yourself yeah you wouldn't do so basically you wouldn't do kind of posed pictures no not until very recently at all like what it just didn't feel like me (laughs) why is that a self-conscious thing or is that i think i think it was i think it was a self-confidence thing for sure like i'm not a size six by any stretch of the imagination and then i'm also i've I've written about it before like Mm. it's it's an awkward place to be it's like this sort of in the middle not really that thin but also not plus size it's like it's very awkward so I feel like for quite a while I was just a bit uncomfortable with with that sort of part um but as I've kind of got used to it and I've sort of explored um my sort of fashion sense a lot more and I've 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 really sort of come into my own with that sort of thing now and it's 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 great. <laughs> it's yeah. really great. <laughs> and to be honest, I think I feel like the majority of in fact it's a fact, the majority of us are not miniature or we're not supermodels or plus size. Most of us are in that middle Absolutely. section and feeling like gross about it. So the yeah. that put ourselves out there and there are some really amazing bloggers doing you know, like yourself taking pictures of themselves and doing outfit shots and they're the ones that you kind of well certainly they're the ones that I feel more it resonates with me more not the mm. I don't know I can't, I'm trying to think of someone but I don't want them to be offended not like the uh Viviana oh no she's not that anymore the Anna edit I don't yeah she doesn't resonate with me because she's too perfect she's out of my league now <laughs> she and, so I love her. <laughs> she's so lovely. She seems really lovely, but yeah. I don't look at her stuff and think, oh yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I totally agree. Not I totally anymore. agree. So, well, that's another reason I kind of started doing that because it, it, it was a bit, well, I don't really see people my sort of shape yeah. wearing normal clothes. And it, it's quite nice to be able to sort of see people and go, oh, actually, I might look quite good in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's really important that more of us do it to normalize things this is what normal people look like (laughs) (laughs) so youtube so you mentioned that you're gonna foray into youtube as well why well youtube is i've got a love-hate relationship with youtube i did it for about two years and i did weekly vlogs and it was great and i loved it um and then when i was made redundant i was like i'm gonna try daily vlogging so i did a couple of daily vlogs and it was really fun and then I set myself the challenge of doing Vlogmas, um, which for anyone who doesn't know was a daily vlog every single day in December. And it completely burned me out yeah. and I hated it. I ended up absolutely losing all creativity for YouTube. So I just sort of went, right, I'm leaving. I might come back, I might not. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I've had a lot of technical issues with my laptop. It's very, very old now. It's <laughs> <laughs> working. Any sort of video editing software just sends it into a frenzy. Oh, so... For the past sort of six months, I've just sort of left my YouTube channel to fester. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to miss it. Yeah. And I'm getting a new laptop in a couple of weeks. So it's sort of all falling into place. So I've kind of decided that I'm going to take another shot at it. That's exciting. <laughs> That's super exciting. Yeah. It, you know, everyone's saying that video content, and actually everyone's saying it because it's true, video content is really important, being able to create video content, yeah. if you can. I'm definitely not a YouTuber. I don't think I think I've made my peace with the fact that I'm just I just can't be bothered to learn. I 
try, it's, tried it's, to learn how to edit videos, but it's really, I find it really hard. Mm. Too hard. <laughs> but, but I don't blame you at all, honestly. <laughs> but it's great for you because, especially when you're a lifestyle blogger, but also for the travel content that you produce, it's another... Yeah, absolutely. It's just another way of being able to offer content that people can consume in a different way. No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being back at it. And I've already set myself some rules in that I'm not going to be doing weekly vlogs anymore uh-huh. because it just took up far too much of my time. And I, I, it put this weird pressure on me, or well, I should say I put this weird pressure on myself yeah. to constantly be like doing things and making my life look really interesting for the sake of a weekly vlog. And it just it just tired me out too much. I was so sick of it. Um, so I'm going to be doing sort of more sit-down videos Weekly vlogging, if and when I have an interesting week, or doing holiday vlogs if I go on holiday, or having a, a vlog of a weekend that's particularly interesting. So I'm taking a much more chilled approach to it this time in an yeah. attempt to save my sanity. <laughs> I think that's important because it's that kind of all or nothing attitude of, yeah, vlogmas or die <laughs> can completely burn you so out. Awful. It was so awful. <laughs> yeah, it looks really tough. I see people doing vlogmas and I bow down to you. I don't know how people do it. So the last question I wanted to ask you is something that I ask everybody, or second to last question, I should say, um, and mm-hmm. that is, what stumbling blocks? So you mentioned the, you know, vlogmas. You kind of went went hard and went home because you just had enough of YouTube. <laughs> what other stumbling Literally, blocks yes. have you? <laughs> what other stumbling blocks have you found when you've been in your three three and a bit years of blogging? There are two things that always as a reason why I might go through a period of not posting very much or I might go through a period of, of doubting myself or that sort of thing. The first one is mental health. I suffer from anxiety and depression and it's a bitch. Mm. Like sometimes you just just hit a wall and you can't do anything anymore. And mm. I've, I've come to peace with that. And if it happens, then I'm fine with it and I can get through it and I just do what I need to do. Um, which a few years ago was not the case. It was the biggest stress ever. I was like, well, what do I do? I can't do anything. <laughs> um, but because it's, it, I've lived with it for quite a while now, I've been, I can I can sort of know my triggers and I can know how to deal with anything when it happens and just ride the storm out and it doesn't last very long, so it's, it's all good. Um, and then the other one is always, for me, I'm a real sucker and a real bad person for comparing myself to other people <laughs> always the comparison trap. just awful I'm getting a lot better at it mm-hmm. like the older I get um for sure but sometimes you just kind of think you know what's the point like I'm not getting anywhere with it and it's horrible and I shouldn't think that and like I say I'm getting better at it and I haven't had that sort of thing in in a while now do you but put, do you put in place certain tools to stop yourself feeling like that because one of the things that I think almost everybody listening to this will feel exactly the same um and one of the things that I used to do and I was chatting to somebody about this the other day um is if someone makes you feel crappy even though it's not their fault stop following them that's exactly what I do I used to feel so guilty about it because Mm. I was like they've done nothing wrong so why should I unfollow them but the fact of the matter is you are under no obligation to follow anyone Mm. if their content is doing anything to you that you don't want it to do whether that's their fault or not just don't don't look at it just unfollow them there's no shame in it I've unfollowed so many people because I'm like you know what I love you so much 
that I can't follow you anymore <laughs> because I'm just like, why am I not them? Yeah. <laughs> and there's just no shame in unfollowing people at all. And people take it quite personally, I think, but they absolutely shouldn't. Like if someone said to me, I've got to unfollow you because I just don't like your content or because I keep comparing myself to you and it sucks or and this, and I'd be like, cool, okay, that's fine. You've got to do what you've got to do. Like, it's absolutely. not personal at all. No, it totally isn't. And um, if you're really worried about it, on Twitter, you can just mute people and they won't know. Best function. <laughs> I have so many people muted. Yeah, it's me just too. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want it's anyone to think I'm... <laughs> Sorry, say that again. I was just saying, sometimes, you, you know, even though you don't want to, you do feel a little bit bad for unfollowing people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Mute is fantastic. <laughs> but yeah that's a re- that's a really good point to kind of end it on i think comparison happens to us all but there's no shame in putting in a few tools to keep yourself sane basically <laughs> because completely i think comparison is the same person that i was chatting to the other day for the podcast jessica rose williams who's amazing absolutely amazing she's doing amazing stuff online and she said comparison is the quickest way to make yourself it's the quickest route to make yourself feel crap it's the quickest route it to a bad day is. basically isn't it what's that quote a comparison is the thief, thief of, of joy, joy. <laughs> it is and it is as well it really is i think i have about four blog posts titled that to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i'll link to them all <laughs> <laughs> so the very last question which is where can everybody find you online I am everywhere and I mean that <laughs> literally. So my blog is RiannaOlivia.com. Um my Instagram and Twitter is at RiannaOlivia.b. My YouTube, I just found out the other day you can change your YouTube URL, which is very exciting. Is exciting. So I am now YouTube. If you search Rihanna Olivia, I might not come up because it's still sort of settling. So either search Robocop or you can go direct to youtube.com slash C slash Rihanna Olivia. <laughs> I'll link, I'll link um, it all to make it easy. Yes. I'm on Pinterest as well, but I don't really use it. And I should, because I read your post the other day about <laughs> Pinterest. And I, like, I need to get on that, really. <laughs> we will talk about that offline. <laughs> thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was thank so you. fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What She Said. If you'd like to leave me a review on iTunes, it would be a massive ego boost, but also it'd be really, really helpful for getting this podcast out there to other people. I love hearing from you and I get back to each and every one of you. Um, so tweet me at Wanderlee's blog, find me on Instagram at Wanderlee's blog and shoot me a DM or email me lucy at wanderlee's.com. And of course, head on over to my blog, wanderlee's.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.